Good morning. Welcome to Monday morning, July the 20th in 2020 on When I Rise. We're in year A, proper week 12, which is the eighth Sunday after Pentecost. And on Mondays, we like to look at the Old Testament text for the week. We're still in the book of Genesis. Half of human history is in the book of Genesis. So Genesis chapter 29, verses 15 through 28. So I'll read that passage. Provide a couple points of reflection, leading us to a time of prayer as we face our day together. Thanks for making this party in the morning on Winter Rise. Let's allow our souls to rise and be God together in a time of prayer. Genesis 29, verses 15 through 28 says, And Laban said to Jacob, Is it right because you're my brother that you should work for me for free? Tell me what your pay should be. And Laban had two daughters. The older one's name was Leah, and the other one's name was Rachel. And Leah's eyes were tender, and Rachel had an attractive figure and was beautiful. And, Ra- and Jacob loved Rachel. And he said, I'll work for seven years for Rachel, your younger daughter. And Laban said, Better for me to give her to you than to give for me to give her to another man. Live with me. And Jacob worked seven years for Rachel, and they were like a few days in his eyes because of his loving her. And Jacob said to Laban, Give me my wife, because my days have been completed, and let me come into her. And Laban gathered all the people of the of the place and made a feast. And it was in the evening, and he took Leah, his daughter, and brought her to him. And he came to her. And Laban, Laban gave, his, gave her his maid Zilpah to Leah, his daughter, as a maid. And it was in the morning, and here, here she was, Leah. And he said to Laban, What is this that you've done to me? Didn't I work for Rachel, and why have you deceived me? And Laban said, It is not done like that in our place, to give the younger before the firstborn. Complete this week, and this one will be given to you as well for the work that you'll do for me. Another seven years. So Jacob did so, and he completed this week, and he gave him Rachel his daughter for a wife. And Laban gave his maid Bilhah to Rachel his daughter, to her as a maid. And so... And also came to Rachel, and he also loved Rachel more than Leah, and he worked with him another seven years. And God saw that Leah was hated, and he opened her womb, and Rachel was infertile. And Leah became pregnant and gave birth to a son, and his name was called Reuben, because because she said, Because the God looked at my suffering, so that now my man will love me. This is the word of God for us. The book of Genesis covers half of the story of the Bible, and it's really an interesting book, and you can break it down in so many ways. Uh, the way that the writer of Genesis seems to break it down is um, with several different micro-family stories called the Toledotes, or the story according to such and such, the generation of such and such. You could also break down the book of Genesis into, at least the, the back half of it, into three sets of siblings that have conflict. Okay, first you have Cain and Abel, then you have Jacob and Esau, and you've got Joseph and the rest of his brothers. But they're not the only ones who have conflict and rivalry and envy. And so here we have this weird story where Jacob's trying to find a wife and he's in Laban's household, which is his mother's brother's household, and they make an agreement that Jacob will work for seven years and Rachel, who he prefers, would be his wife. But Laban deceives him. And we should be laughing our heads off at this point because Jacob has been getting ahead by deceiving others, including his brother Cain up to this point. So it seems to be 
visiting him, this deception now is applied to him. Uh, Laban has taken advantage of him. He has made Jacob work seven hard years, and he gives him the older daughter Leah instead of the younger daughter Rachel. And so Jacob is in a marriage with Leah. He has to work another seven years, and he has now a marriage with Rachel. And and so we see this rivalry and envy. Jacob prefers one over the other, and so there's rivalry in between these two sisters. And this is just stating the obvious. Uh, for whatever it is, out of the kit of being a human being, we have rivalry and we have envy between one another. And if there are not mechanisms in place to try to quell that rivalry and envy, we have all-out chaos in our midst. And I think one of the narrative arcs of the Bible is how are we going to save ourselves from ourselves? Because we will find ways to divide from one another. Surely you've heard the story of the man who was estranged on a lonely island for 20 years and finally a rescue mission finds him and rescues him and when those who rescue this man come to the shore they say hey show us around the place how have you, how, how have you been able to survive all these years and so he's got three different huts and the first hut is the place where he lives and the second hut is his church he's like this is the church this is the place where i worship and they finally get to the third hut and somebody says well what is this place he's like oh, i don't want to talk about it i don't want to talk about it and they're like, what do you mean you want to talk about? Tell us what it is. He's like, well, that's a place where I used to go to church, but I don't like all those people. That's why I had to go to worship in a new church. This is kind of a joke, but it's also, it's a bit of a referendum of, of who we are. We find either legit ways or illegitimate ways of parting ways from one another. And so if there is a religion, if there's a way of life, if there's a group of people who claim to be preaching salvation, if there's anyone who's going to say, I can give you the, the path of salvation, a piece of that is going to have to be, can you help us to get along with one another? This is why the New Testament admonitions we find in every New Testament letter, we find it in the teachings of Jesus, that peacemakers are those who belong to the kingdom of heaven. And that if we're going to be a part of the Jesus people, that we need to make every effort to live at peace with one another. This is something that continues to nip at our heels, that continues to divide our communities today. We have this drawing to not dwell together with one another. It may be easy for us to dwell with those who agree with us, but can we have a religion that helps us to dwell with one another, particularly with those that we don't always necessarily agree with? And so we have a plight today, brothers and sisters. We need help. We need to ask God for his grace to help us to dwell together in unity with one another. So I'm going to pray a short prayer today, a prayer of unity. And I pray that you and I would take it upon ourselves to live patiently, to walk humbly, and to try to build bridges instead of tear apart from one another. So let's live into the depths of our prayers today by being peacemakers and all the places where we find ourselves today. So let's spend some time praying for one another. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I thank you today that among you there is a great love and a great unity, one God and three persons. And I thank you that you model what true community and what true relationship looks like. And so today as you bring us deeper and deeper into relationship with you, I pray that we might find the grace and the wisdom to also dwell with one another. Jesus, you came to make a worldwide family. And we believe that at the end of all ages, when you return and when you renew the heavens and all the earth, that there's going to be a great 
community of people from every tribe, tongue, and language with one voice, worshiping the God above all things. And so God, this day, may we live into that future reality. God, may we find ways to build bridges instead of parting ways from one another. God, we confess that we struggle at maintaining unity. God, we confess that we struggle in building new, fresh friendships. God, we struggle with maintaining old friendships and to have that uh, those vital connections of friendship, with even in our family units and our workplaces. And so God, this day, I pray that if any group of people on the earth would have the empowerment to build bridges, that it'd be the people of God. That as the watching world is looking for an answer, looking for people who have the guts to dwell with one another, I pray that they might find it among the body of Christ today. Jesus, you removed the dividing walls of hostility between people groups. And so God, this day, I pray that you give us the grace to be people of peace and that the resurrection of Christ would be witness among the friendship of the community of God. So God, be with us today. Empower us to be your people. I ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.